This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. If you tried the nature cereal TikTok trend and stared at all those little fruits floating in the coconut water and thought to yourself, what have I become? It's okay. You're safe here. Today we discuss, is TikTok ruining food? This is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anayati. And Nicole, today we are taking on the changing media landscape. The old guard is out, the new guard is in. You got all the teens on TikTok shaking their stuff to Doja Cat and Jason Derulo making donut lasagna. What What do you make of it all? What do you what make do you, of it all, Nicole? What do I make of TikTok? And do I think TikTok is ruining food? Hmm. Yeah. Well, long. I don't think TikTok is ruining food. I think TikTok is changing food. Now, Yeah, but like changing I, it for the worse. In some aspects, yeah. Some content is honestly hot garbage. But some <laughs> content I absolutely adore. Like, let me give you some let me give you three examples of TikTok food that kinda like really made me look at like TikTok as a food medium and I'm like, huh, mm. this is like legit. Number one, love the tortilla hack. <laughs> no, tortilla lie. hack is my mortal enemy. No, no, no. I love the tortilla hack. Wait, tell tell the folks what the tortilla hack is and how so freaking inventive hack. it was. So I don't know who started the tortilla hack, unfortunately. But basically, the long story short of the tortilla hack was you take a, a tortilla and you slice it down. Now, not the full di- What's It's not a <laughs> diameter. It's I the radius. So much. It's a, the yeah, diameter it's a radius. of the radius. Yeah, no, you so, slice yeah, a, a radial radius. cut. You slice a radial cut. And then you have the ability to fill four quadrants of your tortilla with whatever the heck you want. So we have why do you want amazing, that? Why not? Why do you it's want that? So they invented cute. a it's quesadilla. So yes, they invented a quesadilla. Yes. 
Yes, they did. It already existed. There's nothing wrong with the quesadilla. No. And then the, the, let me the tell tortilla well, gets not a hack. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Well, I feel like a hack because I wish I came up with it. But <laughs> no, it's not. It's 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 cool. It's inventive. It's different. I thought it was really interesting. Let the record show that we also had our own jack-in-the-box <laughs> tortilla hack secret menu item at one single jack-in-the-box location in, I believe, University Park, San Diego. That's what and I'm so- saying. We... <laughs> We, as as a brand, Mythical Kitchen, has benefited from the tortilla hack. So how can you stand there on your figurative high horse and act like the TikTok hack, the first one I mentioned, did not completely change some sort of landscape for you as a creator? Shame on you, Joshi. Shame. Nicole, are you familiar with with the story of Alfred Nobel? You mean the Nobel Prize dude? The Nobel Prize dude. The Nobel Prize dude, he was a chemist, Nicole, and he invented uh-huh. a little chemical today that we now know as dynamite. You know why he invented that, Nicole? He wanted to move rocks. He was like, okay. I am going to change labor forever. No longer will people get hurt moving rocks manually. I have created a miracle chemical that can move rocks with a series of combustive reactions. Okay, and then God you know bless. what people and then and then you know what people did with dynamite, Nicole? They used it to blow each other up. Okay, it well, became a weapon of well, war. So what? And he, so what? <laughs> and he, what do you mean he created? What do you mean so what? He, the, the, so blowing people me, up is like the so worst. So you're telling me? So you're telling me because someone invented something that is used for good but can also be used for bad should have never existed in the first place? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's a certain the amount of guilt in the way. Is such. <laughs> <laughs> the way that it was used was so antithetical to his purpose for inventing it that he, so he had such guilt, Nicole, that he created the Nobel Prize series and the Nobel Peace Prize. That's how I feel about the Tortilla hey, man, We have benefited. Humans suck. We have, and they suck. They suck on TikTok. I consider the the mass murder of people with explosives akin to the way that TikTok makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but that's okay. That is one literal TikTok quote unquote creation that we personally have benefited from. Benefited from. Number two, what was her name? Emily Mariko with Emily Mariko salmon bowl. I'm obsessed with that salmon bowl. Nothing interesting, crazy, life changing, or like wild happened in that video. Not yeah. one thing. Break, break down, break down the Emily Mariko okay. uh, salmon okay. bowl because that was one of the biggest viral TikTok moments. Do you want to know? Okay, number one, the noises, the snapping open of the container, the mashing of the of the parchment paper on the rice. The noises she was making are very aesthetically pleasing, and now I'm getting I'm going to get into that a little bit later about how TikTok and the sounds that food make and how that is aesthetically pleasing and ASMR or whatever, but whatever. I consider so, myself an enemy to the ASMR community. I love Come it. Find are me. you kidding me? I don't like I your little sounds. I think the tingles that you describe are creepy. They make me feel strange. I don't like it. That's good. Feel strange. Feeling no, strange. My ASMR, my ASMR article <laughs> is 30 minutes of Rachel Ray narrating her chopping bell peppers. <laughs> I love, I love that Emily Mariko video. It's, it's, it's beautiful. She, she cuts up the salmon. She cooks the rice with an ice cube in it. The ice cube doesn't melt. Whoa! Um, <laughs> it's just such a beautiful. It's just such a beautifully done video. It's clear. It's concise. It's new. It's different. It's familiar. It's art. It's it's accessible. It's fun. 
It's a good video and she kills it and I'm proud of her. I don't think she'll ever recreate the same magic again. Impossible. She's going to keep trying. It's not going to happen. No, TikTok is lightning in a bottle. And it it was such a almost a mundane video, right? Like you said, there was no narration. It was just sounds. She takes uh, white rice, microwaves it with an ice cube on top, I guess, to Mm -hmm. keep it moist. She mashes pre-cooked salmon into it with sriracha and kewpie mayo. We'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. And then she uh, uses the seaweed snacks to eat it as if they were like little itty bitty hand rolls uh, with chopsticks. I literally did that today with Pokey. I got a yeah, Pokey from good. Bristol Nicole, Farms. I do a lot of th- I do a lot of things <laughs> that don't become media phenomenons, right? Like I know you bitter because of it, or yes, what? Yes. <laughs> That's the whole point. I am bitter because we're not TikTok stars. <laughs> it's fine, Josh. We're stars in other ra- in our in other ways. Don't worry, you're a superstar. Okay. Number so we, we gotta, we gotta, oh, you're still going. I'm so sorry. Oh, Keep yes. going, Nicole. I, no, run I it. Actually, I, have <laughs> run a, it girl. I have a number, I have a, I have an honorable mention, but I'm gonna get baked feta pasta. <laughs> baked feta pasta. What a wild, crazy time that was. So much so that they had feta shortages in Sweden, I believe. Sweden? They sure did. They had feta shortages in American grocery stores because the, so you take the <laughs> brick of feta, you, you bake that with cherry uh-huh. tomatoes and mm-hmm. some thyme and some mm-hmm. black pepper, some aromatics, and yeah. then you just mash it all up and the juice mm-hmm. and the tomatoes creates like a sauce with the feta. You throw some pasta in there and then that was the whole viral hack. That was it. Yeah. That was an and it was, what they did. It was a, fla- like you said, lightning in a bottle, flash in a pan. <laughs> it's cool. It's different. People are looking to be excited. And why not use food as a medium to excite people, Josh? No, I agree. Why? I agree, ultimately. And it was fun. <laughs> you know, the thing about the feta pasta, too, is like it tasted good. Emily Marco salmon bowl, that is a tasty, delicious yeah. bowl of food that's pretty yeah, yeah. similar to a lot of things that I eat on the daily. The crazy thing to me, though, it's not the way that people consume the content. It's not the way that people make the content. It's mm-hmm. how the content is going to affect the world like hereafter okay. in perpetuity, right? Similar to okay. Alfred Nobel creating dynamite. People used to blow each other up. Crazy thing. We're seeing feta shortages, Nicole, in stores. We're seeing supply chain disruptions. QP mayo, there were shortages let me tell everywhere. You, let me tell you, the same thing happens anytime someone does a like features a TikTok that's what what are those things called where you spray it on you wouldn't know <laughs> you know what you put on makeup oh setting spray there has I have seen what the hell so is setting many, spray it's when you put on makeup and you set it with a spray Josh it's like a it's like a primer up, it's honey. like a it's like it's like a layer of primer painted on a car primer pri- primer's another thing but it's like it sets so it's, it's a sealant primer. it's a sealant okay I have seen so many setting sprays that I want on the internet, but I can't buy because it's viral on TikTok. <laughs> Am I mad about it? Yeah. But do I understand the power <laughs> of TikTok and I kind of respect it at the same time? Yeah. It's the power. It's the power that absolutely frightens me, though. So a while ago, not a while <laughs> ago, we can trace this. Nicole is on the Internet. Uh, it was March 2020. We did uh, is Instagram ruining food. Now it's probably April 2020. Sure. I don't know. We did Instagram ruining food, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we talked about the power that Instagram has, all the kind of crazy trends on, you know, what at that time it was primarily an image-based platform. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, it's a video-based platform to try and keep up with TikTok. uh, But back then we were like, man, these images of rainbow bagels are kind of annoying and it's giving people a skewed perception of what it actually takes to create food, etc. TikTok is like that, but it's times 10,000. And that's what scares me. So they're coming out, and the way that this actually affects people in the real world, um, ghost kitchens, right? They're now starting mm-hmm. to create TikTok ghost kitchens, Nicole, where you can Are just they order. Are they really? Where can yeah, I get dude. that? Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, dude, they're, they're launching like a lot of them. There's some articles out there. Um, they are partnering with one of the biggest ghost kitchen companies to mm. literally be able to log on to a delivery app and then order your favorite like TikTok trends. Uh, and, you know, if we know anything, this isn't like a real argument. I'm not out there like advocating for, I don't know, proper labor compensation, but this is just one element of it. I mean, I am, but you know what I mean? I'm not exactly like a... I don't know, I'm not like a union foreman of the Ghost Kitchen uh, Workers United. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, we've seen so many um, garbage ghost kitchens out there, right? Think about the Mr. Beast Burger. Do you Respect- mean like collabs? Is that what you're yes. talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like media-based personalities collabing with, you know, uh, restaurants and kitchens out there, mostly restaurants during the pandemic who really struggled to make ends meet. Like, you know, Mr. Beast, uh, I, I got nothing against the dude. He makes incredible YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, sure the burger the burger was like, it was just, it was like bad, right? Like it was a bad burger. I didn't try it. Did you try it? Yeah, I got it last time it came around. Um, it was just, it was not good. It was a normal burger that, I mean, sold like millions upon millions of them across America. And, you know, he put out a tweet that was like, hey, I'm supporting, you know, small businesses, uh, which I suppose is true because what they do a ghost kitchen, right? A lot of them are a restaurant that is probably struggling that then takes a contract to cook a normal burger with some bacon on it, call it the Mr. Beast burger, give it to mm-hmm. a delivery driver, use the app and send it out. But they're going to be making like pennies on the dollar from that because Mr. Beast is taking that cut with the licensing deal, the yeah. ghost kitchen, all the apps, they take their cuts. And so it's like these restaurants are making money but they're making money at a fraction of what their labor actually costs right it's like okay, all these but restaurants are they still making pandemic. money though but are they still making some sort of money when i would you rather make three dollars or zero dollars no that's a good point however would you rather would you rather make you know would you rather make three dollars or make five dollars that could potentially be there if these competitors didn't exist right but you know they do exist like, so you have to keep up with the times if you don't exist if you don't keep up with the times you're going to be left by the way oh, but, but, but then it's just a race then we're just in a race to the bottom nicole there's going to be every so, japanese restaurant you know is just going to be selling emily marico bowls and then two dollars from each bowl goes directly into emily marico's pockets instead of the hard-working chefs and restaurants nicole is that the future you want to see is that the future you want to bring kids into no well i don't really have a choice they're going to come into whatever world is out there but i feel that too man (laughs) you and me both (laughs) but at the end of the day i mean they're doing tiktokers are capitalizing on a short amount of time to make a big impact and that's what they're there to do and if they have the ability to go into ghost kitchens and make a mr beast burger and make more money and people are gonna buy it so it's it's it is what it is. It's kind of awesome. I don't think it's ruining food, though. Like, the word ruining... Like, there is some content I see out there, and I'm like, this is horrific. Like, I'm like, why am I watching N- n- Name it. What's what's the worst TikTok <sighs> content that you've seen when it comes to food? Like, just like... just like, uh, There's this... I don't know his name. There's one guy who, like, drenches himself in sauce and stuff, and it's just like... <laughs> yes. I don't need this in my I, life, honey. I, I don't know if I can imitate his accent but i think it's a fake accent as it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about yeah the videos are all like how normal people eat french fries and it'll be a little bit of ketchup and he dips it in and it goes how i eat french fries and then he literally takes a 10 gallon bucket of ketchup yeah. and and violently pours it on his counter and then goes perfect yeah except I he just, does it in what i believe is a fake accent i'm not i'm not a big fan of that do you know um, how many followers he has nicole how many millions? 23 million followers. There you go. There you go. It's, Wild. Well, that's that's the food content that I believe is ruining food. 
That is yes. the kind of food content that ruins food. Do I think uh, someone making a crispy salmon avocado uh, rice paper dumpling is ruining food? Of course no, not. That, that was stuff a is awesome. Yeah, that kind of stuff I appreciate. Making ramen creamy, awesome. Teach me how to do that. Yeah, cre- the creamy ramen trend, that was... If there's one thing that I can respect most about TikTok trends, it is the mm-hmm. creamy ramen trend of people adding mayonnaise to hot ramen. And because egg. that yeah. <laughs> mayonnaise, mayonnaise and eggs. <laughs> because I'm in favor of adding mayonnaise to more hot dishes. Yeah. Oh, here's a Josh, here's a great example. Remember Dalgona coffee? Do you remember it? Yeah. Do you remember the great Dalgona shortage wars of 2021? <laughs> Nicole, there, there no were Dalgona. at least nine different proxy. Hold on. What are the you CIA talking about? there. <laughs> No, Daddy. I'm kidding. I do I do remember Dalgona coffee, yeah. Like, do you see it on any menu at any coffee shop anywhere? I feel like I did at some point, but no, everybody forgot. Everybody forgot. And that's everybody the ephem- that's just the ephemeral <laughs> that's the ephemeral what's it called? Like notion? What's nature? Thank you. It's the ephemeral <laughs> nature of TikTok. Like things are just going to be cool for a sec and then you got to move on to the next thing. That's just how it is. There's no I don't see the longevity of of food on TikTok. Like that doesn't that doesn't come to mind. Like someone standing there and making a bunch of content that's going to be like consistent for them and like people are going to be shocked by everything they make. Like that's not going to happen anymore. Like people don't do that. Like it's just you made one good video. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but that said, there are certain people out there who they chase trends really, really well, right? Sure. Every time a trend comes out, yeah. whether it's uh, frozen honey or Dalgona mm. coffee or Dalgona candy from Squid Game, sure. they're that was on crazy. it. That was crazy, dude. It's honeycomb. It's delicious. It's an, it's incredible. The videos of people making Dalgona coffee, uh, Dalgona candy, literally consumed my feed. Consume. Yeah. Every other video. I would see was someone making it and the song. And I'm just like, it's amazing. It was incredible. I don't see those videos anymore. Do you? Uh, No, Very no, little. I sure don't. I sure don't. Yeah. But I, I guess is that part of the problem, though? Like that people's attention spans are. I, I don't want to sound like an old scorn. You here. sound like an old fart. I love I you. Sound you like sound an like fart. an old fart. I am an old fart. And you are the fart. craziest <laughs> thing is, Nicole, is that like a bulk of our income and attention and audience is all from YouTube. Yeah. Which YouTube was seen as like the death knell of traditional media a it couple was. years ago. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. are, are we the we're the old fogies on yeah. YouTube. You're saying the TikToks are in thing. We're both. I'm with the times, baby. <laughs> Nicole, we're both hurtling towards thirty. At which, at which <laughs> point, as a YouTuber, they just send you to an island where you retire with all the other YouTubers, <laughs> and you just talk about the algorithm. You go, the algorithm oh. will will come beam us up to algorithm heaven, oh and then we will God. all live a life free of content. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid. That island would be a depressing island. Lots of bling <laughs> on that album. On that island, lots of bling. Oh, uh, so much tea. So much tea. Ugh, the tea is hot. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, well, you're doing that, Nicole. I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing Sum 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the L. 
elephant, Nicole. You're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Okay, but like who are, let's say, like the best creators on TikTok, the people creating really good food content that you think actually well, helps people? I have some. I, I love Aton. Aton Bernath. Aton Bernath. He is my, he is amazing. I just love he's to so see stylish. his growth. And he's cool. He's young. He's fun. I wish he still wore his yarmulke, but it's okay. I get it. <laughs> He's just a cute. He's just a cutie, and like he knows how to hop on trends. And now he he's like on Drew Barrymore's talk show and stuff. Like he was a, he was actually on Chopped, which was crazy. He yeah, he was on, on Chopped. Chopped. I, be- I think when he was twelve years old, he was on yeah. Chopped. He started on Chopped, loved food, bought made his own production company. I guess did his own did his own like little TikToks, did his own YouTube videos. Now he works with Drew Barrymore on traditional media. Like he's so young and he's doing amazing things. Like I'm I'm proud of him. Like I just look at him and I'm like, I love your content. I love you as a person. I want to see you grow. I want to see you progress. Um, who else do I love? I'm There's really- a couple. There, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a really cool thing about TikTok is that you see it gives a it's a very low barrier of entry of a platform sure. to get in, right? Like even mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. YouTube now, right? You can certainly still create your own YouTube videos, but you have companies like Mythical where it's like Hey, this has become our whole business. Like we we shoot with a, you know, two or three camera setup when we make our food videos. The videos that we're making on YouTube, mm-hmm. it's a food network show. Of a lot of them are is. a lot of them are food network length too. We're making 35 minute yeah. videos the caliber, of making a medieval Christmas feast. Don't get me wrong, the caliber of our videos are incredible and they really are done exactly like a classic TV production. TikTok isn't like that anymore. No. But people people don't necessarily need that to be satiated by uh, by food content because the next one is simply a swipe away. Who else do I love? I love Doobie Doobop. Yeah. She makes that- Korean food, I believe. And she always says, don't yuck my yum. And she's pretty. And I love, again, <laughs> this is, I'm going to talk about the noises. The ASMR and the food community <laughs> have finally come together without the addition of a mukbang. It's beautiful. The noises, the rips, the tears, the cuts, the scrapes. Wait, oh, that's I, that's the reason you're into this is because you <laughs> love ASMR and you love uh-huh. food, but you don't particularly love mukbang. And I love pretty people. <laughs> and you love pretty people. And there's a lot of pretty people on TikTok. So many pretty people. The, I have one quip, though, about, about food TikTokers. Stop scraping your knife to prove a food is crunchy. No, that's the best part. Oh, you sear off the duck breast and you scrape the knife against it and you hear that. Yeah, I get that. If the food is like actually crunchy, people are like, like, I don't need you to run your knife over it to prove it's crunchy. Like, how about you cut into it so I know it's crunchy? Like, that's one of my biggest, biggest food pet peeves when it comes to TikToks. I don't need you to scrape your damn knife on the damn crispy food. Don't do that anymore. Well, th- there's a couple things like that that have become signature to the style of making a TikTok video. Yeah, right? throwing, and you'll see throwing your knife on the cutting board. Throwing the knife on the cutting board. Oh, I did that in a recent one that's coming yeah. out at some point. I just watched a cut of that. <laughs> that was uh, cool. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> people picking up a large piece of meat and just squeezing all the juices out in front of the camera to prove that it's juicy. Sure. Right? We, sure. we talked about this a while ago. Like it's it's creating images of food. You're not actually creating food that people eat. Uh, exactly. There's a dude there, uh, Early Pete. We're friends with with the homie Early Pete. You know Early, Early Pete. Pete. 
I think so. He he does a series called Stunt Food or Good Food where he just reviews TikTok videos and says if they're stunt food, something that is made solely for the camera to get a reaction out of uh, or something that is actually edible and good, which like, you know, I don't I think it's a it's a hilarious series and I absolutely love Pete. But, you mm-hmm. know. I've grown up in food media like my entire career. This is all I know. A lot of things have to be stunt food. You know, you're out there, you're trying to grab people's attention. Uh, You got to make some things that are kind of outlandish and crazy. We make a lot of things that I happen to think are really dope and really good. Like the the Pop-Tart ravioli, for instance. To me, that one tasted really good. We were all slamming that after we finished shooting that. Two, really fun and inventive. But of course, it's a stunt. It's a spectacle. You're on there to grab people's attention. And that's what a lot of people are doing. Sure. No, I totally agree. I mean, we make stunt food. Oh, of course. Oh, it's fun as hell. I love it. I was making <laughs> stunt food before the cameras were on. I, yeah, that's true. I once made a 10-pound quiche filled with uh, 100 McDonald's chicken nuggets for a friend's birthday. Très bien. Très bien. Très bien. C'est vrai. <laughs> uh, co- speaking, of, speaking of pretty TikTok creators that I really enjoy mm-hmm. uh, and make really good food, can I shout some people out? Of course, please. I'd love for you to do that. Pierce Abernathy. I think he, I love Pierce Abernathy. <laughs> I think he modeled for he modeled for one of the big Italian fashion houses. I think. Oh really? Recently, He's like yeah. Do you check it out? It was, it was the thing. Uh, anyways, uh, but no, he he makes food that I really really respect. It is absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. He films it in a very aesthetic way. The ASMR True. is there. He's very quippy about it, and it's insane on TikTok because you have now the time limits a little bit more. But you had like sixty seconds to get your point across to still mm-hmm. inject <laughs> some personality into it, so people mm-hmm. care about you a little bit. Uh, but he makes primarily vegetable-based dishes, tons of dips and salads and sauces, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. using vegetables in ways that people wouldn't think. I mean, it, it changed the way that I cook. Like, this doodles take, like, cooked zucchini and pine nuts and, I don't know, tahini and lemon zest and some herbs and just throw it in a blender and just be like, this is my new favorite dip. Because that's kind of how he talks. I tried to imitate yeah. it. Um, and then he does and a little awesome. giggle. And then he does a little giggle <laughs> to prove that it's he, good. He goes, yeah. mm-hmm. it's so good. <laughs> Uh, and it is. And I've I've made a lot of stuff that he's made. Uh, other people like, uh, you know, Newt? Newt. Oh, do I know Newt? Everybody knows Newt. Everybody knows Newt. Newt's, Newt's got OG. like 10 million followers. And Newt's Newt also OG. is, uh, the LA Times did a story about him. I mean, this is a dude Incredible. who was uh, living in a trailer. And then, you know, he would set up his camera and he would make, he makes like very simple, honest, good food, right? Like the first couple he of videos does. I saw, he would make like, you know, balsamic glazed chicken wings, something that's like, a little inventive, a little cool, or like blackened salmon with, you know, uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Just like good food that's totally. teaching people how to cook. And he was learning kind of in the process. Uh, and now he's, you know, got a fair amount of money. I, I don't want to speak to Newt's net worth. Um, but he's like a really incredible story of a young person who had a talent, a willingness to learn, and an eye for aesthetic. And TikTok mm-hmm. gave him that sort of success that I think is very, very well deserved. You know, we forgot to mention the queen of it all. Tabitha Brown. Tabitha Brown. I knew you were going to talk about Tabitha Brown. She, she's awesome. She knows. Oh, she's incredible. But I mean, Tabitha Brown was a like a, a long working actress for for years, right? Uh, yeah, but I don't think she really like uh, smashed onto the scene the way she did. The first video I saw of her was a BuzzFeed video where she made tacos out of walnut meat, and I'm like, what is she doing? But then I was amazed at how beautiful the food looked and all the colors and how bright she was along with yeah. the food. And then she made some carrot bacon and she exploded on the scene on TikTok, and we're just like, was that the video that that exploded Tabitha Brown? Was the carrot bacon? I have a few. That was the one. She probably had a few more, but she's I, I just remember so seeing her vegan sushi recipes. That was, and they all look oh, like a delight. Nice. 
I like vegan sushi. It's good. I love vegan sushi. There's a place called M Cafe that makes like almond meal vegan sushi. It's really good. Wasn't really M Cafe like it stands for macrobiotic? Yes. Yes. And it was like a Madonna. It was like a Madonna was like really into the macrobiotic diet in the 90s. Uh-huh. And that's why that restaurant exists. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I remember going into some weird hole. There's a couple restaurants in L.A. that were just like run by cults. On their weird cult diets. Oh, well, well what are you going to do? <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, so no, TikTok, I mean, as much as I can cringe at some of the content of people just like wasting 10 gallons of ketchup for clout and food waste mm-hmm. is always going to be a part of food media. Uh, of I mean, us included, it's the reason that we, I mean, it's also we just like to do good things, but you know, we donate yeah. to the LA Food Bank every month um, because food waste is kind of a part of it. Sure. Uh, but if you watch a show like Top Chef and you think that they can just stock an entire pantry with all the ingredients that people want to use and they don't just throw all that fresh produce away, you're fooling yourself because you have to section it off and give it to people. That's what I like to do every Friday. I like to get little grocery bags and I say, everybody, come get fresh groceries. And then people normally do that. So I hope that's what other people do. I like yeah, we, we literally have like a shopping day in the Mythical Kitchen on Fridays where we lay out all yeah. our groceries and we send out a picture and people come. Who's yeah. the best shopper? Who's the best shopper on the Mythical crew? Uh, Chris Marino. Chris Marino. Lovely. Always takes every single... I say take this and he says, okay. Yeah, um, sound guy Chris has taken home more pounds of fresh meat from the Mythical Kitchen <laughs> than anybody. This dude will just be like, hey, we got a six pound London broil. He's like, I don't know what to do with it. I'll take it. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. He's a good sport. Morgan, Morgan takes Morgan. everything. Love Morgan's got a baby it. to feed. <laughs> Michaela takes a lot of stuff. She takes a lot of the prepack. David Michaela's Hill. picky though. Yeah, I know. David, she's yeah. kind of picky. David Hill, he <laughs> comes through like a bulldozer, takes it all. And I said, God bless. Take it all. I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> And me, right, so I take a lot of stuff home. I take oh, I take a lot of stuff home. I've eaten so many heads of cabbage from the Mythical Kitchen. It rules. Good for you. So where Nicole, we are on, we are also on TikTok. We are. Uh, where do you us think we? Kitchen. What is the myth? Yeah, follow Mythical Kitchen on TikTok. We do weird Please. stuff. Uh, where do you think we fit into all this? Do you think that we are simply responding to the times? Do you think we're adding anything new to the conversation? Do you think we are the enemy? Well, considering let's the be fa- self reflective. Okay, okay, let's be a little bit self reflective. I really enjoy our content. I love it. I think it's good. I think it feeds our audience. I think our audience responds well to it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a review right now. Like I'm, <laughs> and I hate that. as being broadcasted to like a bunch of people's ears. Um, I do enjoy our content. Again, uh, I had to uninstall TikTok from my phone because I am so obsessed it's with true. it. It's true. Literally, I still go on Instagram reels like all the time like a crazy person. But like, I'm not on, like, I can't have TikTok physically on my phone. If I did, it would be a problem. Like, you would never see me. Um, but no, I think our content is incredible. I think I think we, again, satisfy a certain demographic. And I think we just got to keep being true to ourselves. I think the secret to being successful on TikTok is being true to yourself and really being inventive and creating, you know, that lightning in the bottle effect. And being okay with, you know, having one great video and a bunch of other, like, you know... Mm. Mm. having one kick-ass video and then having a bunch of like all right videos is okay it's just how the algorithm works yeah i i think you tend to have an air of non-judgment when it comes to anything changing right like a lot of times when you talk about like i'll be like hey nicole does this changing tide and landscape in the industry bother you blah 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 and you're like bother me or not bother me it doesn't matter because it's happening you know, yeah, like it, it's it's how it. you respond to it, which is which is like honestly an attitude that I really respect Thanks. and wish I kind of had more of. 
Um, but I'm like kind of trying to get there. I think a lot of it is just me dealing with thoughts of my own mortality. If we're if we're being dead honest about this, do you mean like actual mortality or online mortality? Oh God, are they different, Nicole? Once one suffers ego death, is the death of an image equivalent? Ceci n'est pas une personne, right? Um, <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> no? Rene, but I mean, Rene Mar- Marguerite, Rene, Rene Marguerite, yeah, Marguerite. yeah, great French surrealist painter. Um, yeah. No, but I, I'm talking about uh, one day are we gonna wake up and there's, I mean, three years from now there's gonna be a new app, right? Sure. And we're gonna be recording the same damn podcast, going like, <laughs> is Flubble Flobble ruining food? And it's like, yeah, the fact that you can lick your tv screen and then you get or your google glasses eye screen and then it tastes a little bit like the food it's you know so i mean tides are always going to change Mm -hmm. i think tiktok does have a sort of unique problem to it that's also an opportunity which is the algorithm is so good that Mm -hmm. it just feeds you the things that you crave it like true if you if you leave a corgi in a room with unlimited food it will eat itself to death right creatures don't always gravitate towards the things that are good for them so when you create a media platform Mm -hmm. that is specifically designed to let people naturally gravitate towards anything that might not necessarily be the best thing right that's how we saw um youtube lead to extreme conspiracy theory videos people keep clicking on more extreme videos in the right sidebar it's the same thing on tiktok you linger on a really crazy video a little bit too long because it catches your eye and then they feed you even crazier videos nicole that's how i ended up on uh, plastic surgery recovery tiktok that uh, makes me wildly uncomfortable. What a subsect to be, huh, Josh? It's the weirdest subsect of TikTok. It makes me very uncomfortable. But that said, it wasn't any outside force that was doing it to me necessarily. It was me. Sure. I wouldn't be there unless I was giving it that algorithm. People wouldn't be pouring 10-gallon buckets of ketchup on top of French fries unless people wanted to watch people pour 10-gallon mm-hmm. buckets of ketchup on French fries. It's us. Nicole, the world made us sick. How can it heal us? That is the words of lead singer of Every Time I Die, Jeff Buckley. I rest my case. I, for one, can't wait for smell <laughs> vision Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions are Like Casseroles! <laughs> We didn't talk enough about Jason Derulo's TikTok pivot. He's my favorite TikToker. He's a, he won. What a good looking man. My God. Have you seen his baby? No. Is it a good looking baby? It's a beautiful baby. His wife is gorgeous, but their baby's so delicious. I don't know what the baby's name is, but just go. I want to kiss it. I want to. That dude will make like the most disgusting. If we ever think what we do is like stunt food and decadent, like Jason Derulo, a lot of it like uh-huh, looks pretty yeah. good and I eat it. But he's just like drenching donuts and bags of M&M's and cake batter, then baking that and then covering that in strawberry syrup and then deep frying it all and then putting it in a funnel cake. Unbelievable. What I wonder, though, like he had no say in any of that, right? There's no way Jason Derulo's sitting there of writing down food Of course not. Ideas. It was all his his manager and agent. Come on. But who the, who the hell in their right mind just goes, hey, Jason Derulo, I am your manager. And Jason Derulo goes... Oh, great. Do you think we should come out with a new single or maybe do some sexy modeling shoots? Because I'm Jason Derulo. And they go, no, no, no. Hear me out. We're going to take a whole bag of M&Ms and then we're going to melt that down. We're going to deep fry it around a sleeve of Oreos. Like, what does that even have to do with Jason Derulo? But it's stuck and it's incredible and people watch it and he's so hot. My God. I'm glad you have a type. 
Yeah, he's got man, he's just got a such a bright smile, great body. Seems yeah, fun. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. He really is. I'm looking at All pictures right. of him right now. Okay, should we go on to the opinions of like casseroles part of this whole entire thing? Yeah, probably. You start it. You start it. I'm thinking you about Jason start? Derulo. Okay. Yeah. Evan is loco says ramen is a soup dish, not a noodle dish. Well, it depends on who you're asking. Are you asking me? I I <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we host the podcast that he wrote to. Um, yes, he's asking you. I think it's a soup dish. Well, now I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, it's a noodle explain. dish. Ramen's, ramen's a noodle dish. Ramen's a noodle dish. Um, there is soup in ramen, but also like men in Japanese literally means noodles. So if you what were to take... What does raw mean? What does raw mean in Japanese? Mm, pass. The Egyptian sun god. <laughs> Um, but, but no, you know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you took the noodles out of that dish, it would no longer be ramen. Ramen, the noodles are endemic to the dish. Ergo, I believe that to be a noodle dish that happens to have soup in it. There's other forms, right? Mazamen, uh, you know, ten ten men, stuff like that. Sukemen. Um, yeah. Sukemen's a... Because I think you would still call those ramen noodles. That is with sukemen, right? I think so, Is yeah. that accurate? Sukumen so. is a dipping one, so you dip the noodles in the broth. Yeah, it's like a really concentrated broth. It's almost mm. like a pork bone gravy. Mm. I, I've never loved it as much as it, it was like kind of a very trendy thing in LA to have. I much prefer uh, soba. I'm a soba guy. Okay, can I love we, buckwheat. Can we like have soba together? Because I've been trying to get some soba and it's really hard. Also, you remember the day it was raining recently? I tried to go get udon, and little did I know that everyone else in the whole entire universe <laughs> in Los Angeles wanted to get udon on the same day as me. So I was really mad about it. But I'd love to get some soba with you sometime. Cold soba? Yeah, I love I love yeah, cold yeah. soba. It's Japanese buckwheat noodles that typically served on like a mat where they're kind of drying out. And then you get just this like cold. I don't know, like shio dashi broth <laughs> and you dip them in and oof. There's a spot uh, in South LA that does it with mentaiko, which is the cod roe. Ooh. Cold, Ooh. cold cod roe soba, baby. Yum, yum. Eat it up. Yum, yum. All right, here we go. At Dan Thomas. Bet I can guess where he's from. Marmite <laughs> and cheese is the best crumpet topping. Dan, I'm not going to BS you here. I have never once thought about the best crumpet topping. <laughs> Can we, you need to do us a favor, Josh. Explain to the people what a crumpet is, because some people don't know. Bro, you explain what a crumpet is. How the hell am I supposed to know what a crumpet is? No, you do it. Okay, so a crumpet is an English muffin. It's an English muffin. It's basically an English muffin, right? Yeah. But English muffins and crumpets are a little bit different. The crumpets that I have had, uh, they're like an English muffin, except there's almost like a perforation on the top. So it's like a Mm. kind of, like a yeasted, leavened, Mm -hmm. but cooked on a pan like an English muffin, but like less crusty than an English muffin and okay. a little bit. I think this is like um, a Canadian bacon versus pea meal bacon situation where like it probably means one thing to us in the States. Like a scone is like different in the States versus in Britain. But now I don't sure. remember what a scone is like like a biscuit. Like American biscuits don't exist in the UK. They call cookies biscuits. I'm going to be honest an American with you. biscuit would be like a scone or something. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had a crumpet before. <laughs> Never have I ever had a crumpet, but I have a strong feeling that salted butter is probably the best thing for a crumpet. I'm just going to guess. Nah, bro. I'm going I'm going uh, raspberry preserves and clotted cream mm. on the crumpet. Josh, I went and had South African com- uh, scones the other day. Scones? Scones? I had a scones with, with homemade lemon curd and whipped cream. Ooh, was it good? <laughs> that was my South African accent. <laughs> homemade lemon curd and whipped cream? The you lemon talk like you're from London. You're homemade. from Devon? No, it's homemade, yeah. made in the kitchen. Yeah. 
from South Africa. From South Africa, bro. I had high, um, I had tea. <laughs> I as far as like South African, there's there's a sausage called boerverse. Yes, I've heard of it. That's a good sausage. Typically, I believe a a, a beef sausage with coriander. That's nice. Coriander. Uh, bunny chow. Bunny chow. You ever had that? No, but I've heard of it. It's like stew in a brick of toast. Yeah, you hollow out like a whole bread loaf and you shove a bunch of uh, typically like a chicken curry. And at least that's what I've had is chicken yeah. curry. Yeah, uh, but I've the only time it. I had that was at the Machnayuda in Israel. Um, Machnayuda? Uh, but yeah, crumpet, the Yehuda. <laughs> what Yehuda, is the Machnayuda? The Machnayuda, the Yehuda market in whatever city uh, in Israel. I don't know. You never heard of that? My God, Nicole. <laughs> Culture Ten yourself. deducted off of my Jew-meter. <laughs> Anyways, Dan, Marmite <laughs> and cheese, I say those are, uh, the flavors are too complimentary. I would just go Marmite and butter. Unsalted butter, let the Marmite shine. Okay. <laughs> also, Vegemite's, Vegemite's better than Marmite. Oh my God, what? Vegemite's better than Marmite. Vegemite has more of a salty, I sharp punch. I like Marmite punch. more than Vegemite. Marmite, too deep and yeasty. Too rich for my blood, Nicole. I like it yeasty. <laughs> I like it easy. That's why they call Nicole the yeasty boy. <laughs> read the next one. Oh, There's shoot. It's mine. Turn. It's mine. It's your turn. It's your turn. Oh, it is? Yeah. Sarah Thiot says, ranch on peanut butter and jelly. Tangy, sweet, and savory. Yum. No. No. That's screwed up, dude. No. Don't do that. Yeah. Like Alfred Nobel straying too far <laughs> from the light of his original invention causing immeasurable violence, Sarah. That is what you have done with your ranch PB&J. <laughs> You've caused immeasurable <laughs> violence. I, I have, like, you know, we've made, like, ranch cupcakes and stuff. There is something about ranch on Who's sweet things. Who's made ranch cupcakes? Was that before your time? Did I make those before you were at Mythical? I think so, because I've yeah. never made that before. Bro, they are bad. They are bad news. Ranch and sugary things do not go well together. It's no. just that there's a I lot of a onion ranch powder. Crispy treat. I made a ranch crispy treat. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. It was pretty yeah. freaking gross. Ranch and sugar. That's that's honestly a thing that I yeah. can't do, which y- you think I might be able to. I can't. Ranch and lasagna, though, sign me. Partner. Ooh, here we go. At Food Chemistry Lab, what are your opinions on charring peppers even though it's unhealthy? Um, mm. Yeah, that is actually one of the biggest um, foodborne, what's the term for something that causes cancer? Carcinogen. Carcinogen. Uh, people talk about sugar causing cancer or red meat causing cancer. Uh, charred food, the data suggests from the World Health, World Health Organization, mm-hmm. it's like absolutely insane how much charred food uh, really affects like cancer rates and whatever um yeah and it's all because the carbon is like burnt and denatured so it turns into free radicals sure um that said i don't know man i don't like take a ton of risks like driving fast in the rain (laughs) you know i don't do extreme sports all Uh the risks that i take i've saved it up for foods that I enjoy eating and charred foods is heavily among them. Mm-hmm. Um, life's too short to eat steamed vegetables until totally. you die. I, I th- feel like there's a lot of other risks in life that we don't even know about. You know, we could get, <laughs> Nicole, we could get mesothelioma and we would have to call the losses of James Sokolov to represent <laughs> us. That's no. a shout out to <laughs> LA local lawyer commercials. Um, no, so I, I would never let anything like that uh, affect my life. Um but uh, that said, it is like a real actual uh, health risk factor that I don't think enough people talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never even thought about this, but uh, it's unfortunate. And I love charred food, but I like to uh, peel the char off so it's not too bad. 
I just eat it. Ugh, no, I don't like to eat burnt food. I don't like the way burnt food tastes. I don't. I don't like burn. I like a significant char. I don't know, man. I got to think about this. I got to talk to my mom about this. <laughs> Nicole, this what, what like dietary measures do you take to protect your health? Or, or <laughs> like anything? No, I mean, I didn't mean to ask that as a leading question. I'm just wondering, like, like my, my brother stopped eating red meat. Like, that was wow, the thing. He's like, I, really? you know, I'm getting up there in age. He's 33 now, so old. Good for uh, And he was like, I'm not going to eat red meat anymore. So we'll like go out to nice restaurants and we just, he even sticks to it there. We're, we're just, you know, order the fish. Um, I haven't gotten that far in my evolution as a person yet. I like all foods and uh, I don't know what's going to happen if one day I have a rude awakening. I'm going to be like, oh, well, that last chocolate chip really screwed me over. You know? <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't done that yet, but I'm sure it'll happen whenever like my, my next doctor's checkup. They'll be like, you need to stop eating X. And I'll say, OK. Yeah. And that'll be the wake up call that um, will probably give me my... Uh, dietary restriction that i need yeah i just i try and uh, exhibit some sort of sense of balance in a way that's sustainable for myself which manifests in a, a, just a lot of uh, a lot of greek yogurt i really hope they don't say stop eating eggs because i like to eat eggs yeah and i'll be i will i will go to the grave before i only eat egg whites god what a yeah, depressing no food. way speaking Mm-mm. of eggs uh this one jimmy 7474 <laughs> says eggs are overrated in baked items well, I well, I think they're saying like egg as a flavor instead of like adding eggs to baked items. I don't think they're talking about like the chemistry of like adding an egg to a baked item. I think they're talking about like what? egg flavored things in baked goods, like an egg. What tart. do you mean? Like an egg tart or like a salted egg yolk? No, I think I think they're talking about actually adding eggs to like a a, a cupcake batter or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I wonder if they're vegan. I don't know, but. That being said, I do think that like egg alternatives like flax eggs and like banana and like <sighs> applesauce. Like I think yeah, that is pork, stupid. Pork blood. No, yeah, pork, pork blood. blood. Pork blood, big yeah, one. You can use pork <laughs> That's blood a big one as used a substitute. Use so much in, by other people. <laughs> yeah. When I bake, uh, eggs do the lifting, man. They have to. That's how I know it. Like they they do the lifting. I'm a big big egg guy. Love me some flan. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm, choco mm-hmm. flan where you bake the cake underneath. The Ugh, flan I was just, just goes, telling oh. David, I gotta make some flan in this house. Man. Gotta yeah, no, eggs aren't overrated. You're overrated. Sorry, I feel attacked. Ooh, I like this one. I like this one. At WaldenSends underscore NH. Steak is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, okay. So it's animal flesh. It's just, but it's like an unadorned animal flesh. You know what I mean? That's the what weirdest thing I think. What do you mean unadorned? You don't need to adorn everything. You do, you do, you it's do. It's not a necklace. Uh, I, it's not a decolletage. We, Julia and I, great use of decolletage. I'm going <laughs> to play you. that in Scrabble tonight. Julia Thanks. and I, uh, we ordered from my favorite South Indian restaurant in LA. Shout out to Mayura and their mm-hmm. Uthapams are delicious. Um, but I mean, everything in their food is just bursting with flavor. South India, the place reps Kerala, which is from the Spice Coast, like literally where the world's best spices come from. Everything there bursts True. in your mouth. And True. Julia took a bite and she was like, can you imagine someone coming here from like India, from the city of Kerala to the United States and seeing people just eat a steak and potatoes? <laughs> like it seems barbaric. It literally seems primitive. It's like you didn't even have time to develop enough of a food culture to put anything that tastes mm. on it. You know, that's the way that I look at it. Whereas we tend to have the opposite, you know, feeling where in America, a lot of people are like you don't need to mess with a good steak. You just need salt and maybe some butter or whatever. Um, but for me, I'm just like, nah, dude, that's kind of gross. I don't give me the give me a nam prick sauce on it, man. Interesting. Give me some flavor. Give me some Interesting. flavor. Interesting. Um, Barbaric. 
I'm on both sides of the playing field. I love a beautiful, advanced, uh, exquisite, uh, detailed meat. But I also love a ripping through flesh and just having salt as the as the addition. I like barbaric food. I do. <laughs> I like simple barbaric food. From someone who eats so much garbage and so many different things, <laughs> so much. I eat so many unique, cool things. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. Sometimes just biting into a piece of meat that just has a little bit of salt in it is so rewarding and so comforting. It's incredible. Red meat causes cancer. All right, on that note, thank you for Shut listening up. to a Hot Dog is a Sandwich. What if is you want to hear more you? from us in the Mythical Kitchen, God. we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. God. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Zada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. See y'all next time. Remember, Creatine, that's what I do to keep me healthy. Creatine. Yeah, for sure. A universally beloved substance that everyone agrees is good for you. No, don't listen to him, kids. It's his joke. <laughs>